Hello, and welcome to the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Guthrie, and I'm an attorney, mediator, trainer, keynote speaker, author, podcaster, social media influencer, technology junkie, consultant, and coach. And although I know that sounds like a lot, but what it really means to me is that I've found a way to make a living doing what I love and doing it in a way that lets me help others. So in this podcast, I want to share some tips and insights into helping you create the career that lights you up and pays your bills, whether that's as a mediator, attorney, collaborative professional, or really anything that you are passionate about. So I'll be chatting with some of the most successful and influential experts in all areas associated with building your practice, and I'll share my own thoughts and the lessons I've learned along the way. So come along on the journey with us and soon you'll have a practice that will let you make money mediating too. Hello everyone and welcome to Make Money Mediating. It's Susan, your host, and well, I had to do it everyone. All I hear about these days is chat GPT. So of course I had to do an episode on chat GPT. And I'll be honest with you, I am kind of in love. I have been using it myself now for the past couple of weeks and have found so many different ways that you can use this AI-powered language model that, and I'll explain what that means in a moment, but you will find so many different ways that you can take some of the burden off yourself in content creation. So let's dive in. I want to talk about two different categories. So first we're going to talk about five ways that you can use chat GPT in your mediation practice itself. So directly in your practice to make things easier for yourself. And then I'm going to go through five potential ways that you can use chat GPT to market your mediation practice. So you're getting 10 tips for one in this episode, everyone. So let's dive in. First off, what the heck is ChatGPT? And ChatGPT is just one of a very quickly and rapidly emerging bunch of artificial intelligence powered language producing algorithms, essentially. They're programs that allow you to put in text-based input. So you type into a text line what you want the program to create for you, and it generates, here's the kicker, human-like responses. And that's what makes it so interesting to people because what you are not what you are getting is not your usual recitation of dry facts or a google search you are getting the actual written answers to your questions you are getting an actual document if you tell it to say create a poem rhapsodizing about singing frogs and tutus in iambic pentameter <laughs> it's going to give you one of those. And please go play with it. You're going to be shocked at just what this, this program can do for you. But as fun as it can be to play with it, what I really wanna talk about are some quick and easy ways that you can immediately use this technology to make your practice better 
and, you know, to build your practice because that's what this podcast is for. So I'm going to start with, again, the five ways that you can use chat GPT in your mediation practice. And let's just say these are just the first five that have occurred to me. There will be many, many more because one of the things about this technology that I have found is the more that I get in there and play with it, the more things I find that it can do. But here are the first top five that have been things that I have started using ChatGPT for. One, providing information and resources to my clients. So you can ask ChatGPT to assist you with providing relevant information and resources related to any issue regarding your client's mediation process. You can ask it to pull together the laws in a certain state, best practices, dispute resolution techniques if you are struggling and looking for a new tool in the moment, resources for parents who are having difficulty co-parenting, I think I could go on and on with this list, but as you are providing a service to your mediation clients, consider the many valuable ways that you can provide information and resources to your clients with very little effort. So for example, I was looking for a way to provide some out-of-the-box resources to my clients. So I asked ChatGPT to list the top 10 divorce topic podcasts. Side note, I'm really happy to say that Divorce and Beyond was on that list, but I digress. You can ask it anything. It is going to pull together from all of the information out there and give you that written list that you then can translate into and make pretty on Canva or in a Word document, a nice handout for your clients. And you can do this almost instantaneously. That is the other benefit of ChatGPT is you put in your text request and it starts typing out the response almost immediately and within just a couple of seconds you have your answer. The second way that I could see people using ChatGPT is to use it as a way to improve communication between perhaps your mediation clients. So here's something that I have actually seen my husband do, but I think you can see how it would apply in a mediation setting. When he had to send someone an email that was a difficult email to write, he actually used ChatGPT to help him craft that email. Right, so he sat down and it was letting somebody know that their ideas had not been selected. And ChatGPT gave him a much deeper and actually much more sensitive, if I can say this, email for him to send than probably the one he would have sent if he had been left to his own devices. 
So as you are sending communications or, or make emails, creating emails, creating texts that are going out, you can be using your chat GPT to help you with difficult communication, but so can your clients. So again, I'll go back to a couple who's having a difficult co-parenting experience. They can use chat GPT to actually find healthier ways to create communication between themselves, emails again, or anything they might be sending back and forth to each other, proposals, et cetera, in a healthier way than what they might in at their first knee-jerk reaction want to do. So you can improve your couple or your, your parties in their communication and in your own communication using chat GPT. Here's another thing that I think is incredibly helpful and has helped me to, to amass a larger number of forms, et cetera, in my database for my clients as I onboard them and give them information. So you can use ChatGPT to create your forms, to create checklists, to re- create agreement templates, All kinds of anything that you create that is a document, you can use ChatGPT to create that for you. I'll give you the example. I was showing the ChatGPT to my business partner today, Woody Austin, and we were playing with it. And he said, put in an intake form for a divorce mediation client. And that's all I put in, and it immediately created a very well thought out two-page intake form with questions and then lines for the answers. I basically could have cut and pasted this and used that or put it into a jot form if you've listened to or other form templates that if you have listened to some of my other episodes, listen to the one about using technology in your practice to streamline your practice if you want a little more information on jot form. But think of all the, you know, checklists for clients, checklists of documents that you will want to pull together from your finances for your divorce mediation, checklist of, you know, discovery documents that counsel should forward before the first mediation session. You can use this endlessly to make things easier for yourself and for your clients. Now, another way that you can use the chat GPT is when you have issues that come up in a divorce or in a regular mediation and you want to generate options. You can ask chat GPT to give you the top 10 options for dividing the marital residence in a divorce mediation or the best way to calculate or agree upon the interest rate when there's a spousal buyout of the interest in the marital residence. I mean, I'm making these up on the fly, but I think you can see if you're going to look for information option generation, your chat GPT can become the, the energizer bunny of option generation when people are stuck. Now, you know that one of the things, anyone who's trained with me or taken any of our mediation trainings, one of the things that I find that is incredibly helpful when working with parties is to actually pull something up on the screen 
and have them work together on the input. So what are we going to input as the information? that we are looking you know to have so if you're doing child support guidelines for example what are the input values of income and deductions that you're going to put in well here you can have the the parties work together on the input of what you're going to ask chat gpt to generate and there's a lot of power in having them work together to create those inputs. And then when the information comes out, they have ha already had sort of their vig in their game. They're, they're, they've put their effort in to generating that information. And then finally, the last way, just off the top of, you know, the first five ways that you can use this endlessly helpful technology in your practice is, you can use it to generate your summaries or outlines after your mediation sessions, or you can use it to create a draft term sheet so that you can pull together the elements of the settlement that your parties have reached. So for example, again, when Woody and I were playing with it a little earlier today, I asked ChatGPT to create a term sheet outlining the terms of an agreement, regard, a mediated agreement regarding the division of a marital property. And it came up with a lovely, you know, review it as counsel or have it reviewed by counsel, but it came up with a great template for that all in probably less than 60 seconds. So you can, again, use that technology that's something that you used to spend a great deal of time on. You can now generate these things in a relatively short fashion. Now, all of this to say caveat, caveat, caveat. Obviously, you have to go through whatever is created to make sure of, of several things. It conforms to your practice, your values, your beliefs, the, the law in your area. Whatever, you know, you need to look for to make sure that what you are putting out there is appropriate and within keeping within the guidelines of, of the information and competency of what you product you should be putting out there. But it's definitely a tool that you can use in, at a minimum, these five ways in your mediation practice. Now let's dive in, because this is really where I think we start to see some incredibly useful value for people, and that would be in marketing your practice. In fact, I was talking to a marketing professional just the other day who said this technology makes her a little nervous about becoming obsolete because a lot of what you pay someone perhaps to do in marketing can now be done for you in seconds using chat GPT. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to just say this again, go try it out and most people that I have talked to, actually I haven't talked to anyone yet who's not a believer. So first off, the first place that you can use ChatGPT, and again, I'll give you my top five very quickly. You can use it for your social media. 
The bane of most people's existence is their social media feed, and you can use ChatGPT to generate your social media content. So your posts, if you're advertising on social media, you can promote mediation, you can promote your practice, you can increase your visibility, you can tell it to create a short post, a long post, a post of this many words, a post that highlights the state that you are in, the county that you are in, you can be as specific as you want. You can ask it to include your name, your practice name. You can create your social media call to actions this way. It is there for you folks. So now all you need to do is go create those graphics if you're going to have a graphic and you can then generate your content with a matter of seconds. Really easy breezy. Another area, a burning pain point for people is email marketing. It can create, help you create personalized email campaigns to reach your potential clients, promote your services, promote your mediation practice. It can, if you're sending it out to potential referral sources, it can help you source helpful information for them. It can help you highlight your recent reach and what you have been doing. So you can use this to create all of your personalized emails and content so that you can get on a regular email schedule. The next one, and this is where I think we're going to see it quite a bit, and I think we probably already are because you hear all the news stories about college students and kids in high school using chat GPT to write their term papers, et cetera. So now, in fact, there's a race on to come up with technology that will show when someone is using chat GPT. But the next area where I see it as being immensely useful is in your blogging, right? It's going to assist you in writing blog posts so you can educate the public on the benefits of mediation, on the benefits of your practice, on certain particular issues that you may specialize in, on your niche issues. I mean, we could go on and on, but you'll now create these posts and you, again, can tell them how long they should be, whether they should be bullet pointed. I mean, you can make this really turn into whatever you want it to be. So imagine the ease. I know so many of my clients, when I tell them that blogging is a really great way to get you know, your expertise out there, they, they roll their eyes and groan, but it really is a great way to get all kinds of, you know, people seeing who you are, what you know, and what you're putting out there. Next one, you know, I talk about all the time how important your website is. And yes, the graphics and everything are very important, but the place where I actually see people making the biggest mistakes is in the copy that is on their landing pages or on their website. And now you can use ChatGPT to create catchy, short, informative language that can go on your website that you can fine tune, but it will generate enough to get you started. That's the other thing here. You don't have to use it verbatim. You can now go use it to 
give you ideas. You can even ask it, you know, what are the top five? Give me the top five interesting topics to have on your landing page for a mediation website. I mean, there's endless. Whatever question you may have, it's going to give you that information. This is Google search like to the next level. And the last way that I'm going to highlight right now, and I know I'm going to be talking about chat GPT even more in the future, so just prepare yourselves, but you can integrate it into a chat bot. So instead of getting those very stale chatbots on your website where it's very clear that you are not talking to a human being. The chat GPT can be integrated into a chatbot to provide instant responses to your prospective clients or referrals. And it can be things as simple as your availability, your services offered, pricing, sending them to other places on your website, giving them more information, giving them links to your blog posts that were just created as we just talked about. I mean, there's a million different ways you can use your chatbot as well. And it will be now a more human-like chatbot. So those are just five ways that you can integrate chat GPT both into your mediation practice and another five ways that you can integrate it into marketing your mediation practice. But I would be remiss, folks, if I did not mention that there are some caveats and cautions to using chat GPT. It's important to remember the following. One, do not share your personal information, including your address, your phone number, and certainly not your bank account details within that chat GPT platform. All the information that you put into chat GPT is sucked into chat GPT. It is not a secure platform. Do not put your private information in there. It does have a lengthy user agreement and you should review that and make sure you understand the associated risks. Always understand that they are right now in beta, or I'm gonna call it beta, I'm not sure what they're calling it, but they're basically putting it out there for free because they are getting information from us as we use it, such as what type of information the world is looking for. And this is valuable information to them, which is why it's of value to them to give it to us for right now for free. Eventually, I'm assuming, they're going to charge us for it. In fact, I recently just was reading something that said that the company that created ChatGPT is now valued at $29 billion, billion dollars. So if you didn't believe me when I said this is the next big thing, believe me now. Be aware that as with anything, it's junk in and junk out. So ChatGPT is pulling from information throughout the universe of information online and in the internet. And we don't know where it is pulling that information from. So as I said, it is absolutely imperative that you review anything that you pull from ChatGPT. And if you are uncomfortable with anything, do you do your due diligence and or just don't put that out there. Ease of use is not an excuse for putting out bad product. We all have an obligation, an ethical obligation to use this competently and to use it in a fashion that promotes a fair 
and quality process for our participants. Do not use, this is something from ChatGPT, if you use offensive or harmful language, you may be banned from the platform, and I understand that that would be a lifetime ban, so don't do that to yourself, and be respectful and courteous to others. One other thing, and I can't leave you all without letting you know this, because I mentioned and I've been talking about ChatGPT here, but they are not the only game in town. You all know how much I love and adore Canva, and I'm absolutely delighted to announce that Canva has essentially the same function. So you do not need to get on ChatGPT, although it's a little bit easier to use, I will say, on ChatGPT because it's so popular. It's often not allowing people on the platform because there's too many users at one time. So if you want to use a different platform, go to Canva, you open a Canva doc, and you can now use Magic Write, and it's extremely similar, and it's actually really helpful for that form creation or creating graphics or anything like that, because now you can go and you're right in the Canva platform. You just translate that right over into your graphic, into your templates. So I hope you all get an opportunity to try out ChatGPT and find it as helpful as I do right now in your practice. Anything and everything that we can find that is going to help us support our clients and support our lives and make our lives easier is the way to go. So give it a give it a try. You can find it at chat c h a t dot open a i o p e n a i dot com. Open AI is the company that created it, and of course, it's Chat GPT. So chat dot open dot com. I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I hope you got some great insights and tips on creating your dream practice. Join us every week on Thursdays for a new episode. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you're enjoying the podcast, here's a shameless ask. Please consider giving it a five-star rating and tell us in a review what you find most helpful. It's honestly the best way for others to find the show so that they can make money mediating too. I'll see you next week.